0: The Echo Sport Podcast, in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, doors and floors, we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie Our in branch at Holly Hill and Toker. Hi, I'm Amy Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from Sullivan Brothers DIY. I'm joined this morning by Dennis Hurley and Barry Amani to reflect on an absolutely epic weekend of hurling action on Leeside. Uh, we'll start off with the talking points. Dennis, there, there was plenty of
1: them. Yeah, I think obviously the main one is Glen Rovers knocked out after two games, um, losing losing to Middleton down in Tool on, on Sunday in the wake of their, their loss to Black Rock. So it means Middleton and Black Rock are, are both guaranteed progression to the knockout stages and they'll be meeting each other in three weeks' time for, for top spot in that group and um, maybe a, a semi-final spot when when the draw was made. And you were looking at that, <coughs> with all due respect to Bishopstown, it was looking like two from three with one big name dropping. The Glen had been one of only four teams to qualify in each of the previous three years. That's down now to, to, to just... Blackrock and Douglas are definitely true. Aaron's own or the other team w- with that record, and they'll they'll face a, a battle to keep that up. But um, you know, the Glen, they, uh, they can't have any complaints. They w- they were well beaten in, in both matches. Um, a lot of people are expecting more from them. <laughs> I had them in in the top three in the power rankings at the outset of the championship. It just shows what momentum can do. I suppose. Um, you know they. They, they led Blackrock early in the second half in the first match but weren't able to push on and after that that defeat then to turn around and play another game just over a week later you know against nine the team days later and, they're, and they're yeah, against a team that had a, had a good result against Bishop So you know it, it's it's tough tough going but it just shows the cutthroat nature of the championship and overall, that is is a good thing, I think.
0: And I suppose you you mentioned that, you know the fact that they they were leading in the start of the first match. They were also leading yesterday, and then they didn't score from the thirty six minute on, which was incredible, really. But I suppose the bench depth that Middleton and Black Rock possess, the Glenn don't have that. They don't have the same pick. They don't you know they just don't have the same resources they maybe had before. Conor Leah went off injured for Middleton, and his replacement Poway got one one. Yeah, you know it's Glenn didn't get any hit off the bench like
1: that and uh, yeah I think depth is is a huge thing now you saw it even with Douglas against Father O'Neill's um, Father O'Neill's are coming back strongly at them Douglas lost Mark Harrington their centre back to injury and you're thinking they might wobble a bit Owen and came on and got three points and you know it, it's like um, the phrase that originated in rugby about starters and finishers and I think there is some of that coming into it now and managers and coaches are looking at their 20 or 22 and at club level, it'll really set you apart if you do have those twenty-two extra good rides. players, yeah. Yeah, as opposed to just barely having yeah, the fifteen. Yeah. And I suppose in terms massive. of finishers,
0: Barry, it was similar on Friday night there, in that you know Sars had a couple of finishers to bring on. They had four very good subs that came on. There's probably another two or three lads who didn't get get a call up because they have a second team, um, and they got a massive win over the Bears.
2: Yeah, a massive win for Sars. Um, you know, big. Uh, you know, the a much improved performance from the uh, John game against against Kentuck and um, you know, I was talking to Johnny Crowley after that Kentuck game and you know he was he was very upset, very disappointed over that performance. And it was a great uh, great performance at that last Friday night against the Bows and um, you know they'll be del- delighted with that and I you know I, I heard uh, Johnny Crowley talking to, to John Coleman there on the on the podcast this morning and um, you know he was he was he was he was emotional, like he was delighted. He said like that they they were in a, a few very hard sessions between the Cantock and uh, the Bows game, and uh, yeah, it worked out for him. And um, you know, it, I was delighted for Owen Murphy in particular. Like you know, he's he's after us. So it Was a tough um, couple of years, kind of off the pitch, and um, he had a great game marking he Ben Cunningham. Yeah, a he, of it. You know, he did very well marking. <laughs> not uh, easy to do. Yeah, not easy. Uh, he did very well on, on ben, ben, ben Cunningham.
0: And then it's the like Cyrus collective effort. Like they they were like. That's totally cliche, you know, but like their hunger was w- was very evident in Parking Ring on Friday night, wasn't it? They where they were hunting in packs. Tactically, they were set up obviously to drop deep. Daniel Kearney and Colin McCarthy were sitting very deep, but they abs-
1: hounded all of the Bears' main men. They, they did, yeah. And when Brian Hayes got the goal to level at one three to six, you're thinking maybe this is kickstart for the Bears now, but they were they were s- they were able to get a foothold and kind of dictate the game, L- like you say, Sarah. Sarah's really set the tone like Owen Murphy was, was brilliant um, at centre back and th- they had so many guys who, who just pr- produced good performances um, Paul Leopold is another fellow who stood out and then like you say when you have Liam Healy to come in Luke Hackett you know big big contributions off the bench Conor O'Sullivan Conor, yeah Conqueror, absolutely like, yeah and William Carney another S- former similar Conqueror. to Mark Kearney coming off for Douglas when, when Daniel Carney went off you know losing the talisman like that experience um, but, but Conor Sullivan, like, sure, he's been around the block. You know, he no, nothing phases him. Like, and he no, got good um, customer. yeah. You know, he, he got a couple of long range scores as well. So um, th- they'll be delighted um, with, with how they bounce back because you know it, it was it was a tough assignment um, playing the champions, having having drop points in the first game, so potentially go nearly going out if you were l- you yeah know, lost another game or you were on the brink of exit.
0: And the the bars they they, they were very flat, weren't they? Yeah, they they got they three th- goals in the end. I know, but like. F-
1: yeah, they they didn't get going at all. Um, you know, they they were kind of staying with Sars in the second half in that they they weren't falling further behind, but they needed the goals to come earlier. Obviously, um, you know, it, it, it kind of a, a three point um, a three point winning margin probably doesn't do justice to Sars. Sars scored one twenty six. I suppose you you need to win nearly win inter county games at that type of score. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, from a star's point of view they'll probably be disappointed that they did concede those two late goals y- you know it's, it's something for them to work on but overall they, they'll be delighted with, with how things are now after the two rounds
0: and I suppose the reality
1: is like th- like the
0: Bears will still be very hot favourites to progress and beat then in the
1: last game mode. you'd imagine they will given how the Newtown and Cantor game went Newtown were going into that as the only team in the group without any points and they um, you know they, they pulled it up when they needed to CanTurk you know, you, you you'd have to feel from after such a great performance against Sars that they couldn't build on it. Only a point on the board. No. Yeah, but th- you know that that's it. You, you you have to just take take the chances because you know you're not going to be um, you're not going to be given anything easily. And Newtown Barry, obviously, were at the Newtown
0: CanTurk game. Like new- Newtown now have to play a Sars to try and try and get through. It not going to be easy for them, is it? They, they, they they've given themselves a fighting chance anyway. They've yeah. got two points on the board. A win will pr- basically put them through, but.
2: Yeah, they, they have a they have a chance now, a small chance, but it's, it's, it's a chance. And uh, just going back to the Kentock game, um, I was above in child on Saturday, and it was a huge win for Newtown. Um, like I was, I was right next to the Newtown management, and like once uh, the referee blew for full time, like they celebrated like they like they won the county, and like it meant so much to the matter. Uh, losing the first day, like they knew if they if they lost, to the can talk. Um, trouble even if they w- w- the w- Yeah, you, like, w- so. was, you know relegation was under cards so it was a huge win. And we can talk. will be uh, disappointing since they, you know, they had chances to, to, to you know, did sixteen wides. Um, and I think New eight or nine. So, um, but yeah, the other sixteen wides. Will you know they'll be regretting them this week? Um, you know they had chances like, but you know New Town just just last couple of minutes they just grind it out, and Michael Thompson came on. Um. Newtown, Ashling Thompson's uh, Thompson's brother, and uh, got a great point, and I suppose that was the insurance point, really, I know Newt Kentuck had a chance of a goal through lock-on McLaughlin, but uh, Newtown survived.
0: And that, that brings us into our, our Player of the Week choices, uh, surely Jamie Collin out of Newtown is a, a strong contender there, especially for his first half, showing Barry, uh, he was on fire there. For
2: he was on fire, yeah, he got 2-9, 2-8 uh, in the first half. Um, can talk introduce two subs after 20 minutes. Uh, Brian O'Sullivan and Darren Brown. Um, both of them came on after 20 minutes. They were in um, America. They only came back uh, a couple of days before the game. Um, but Darren Brown went on Jamie Collin after half time, and you know they did, 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 yeah. did a great battle. Did a great battle. And Darren, um, of course,
0: uh, you know, experienced guy. I think he's a. One of it's given company, obviously had some experience with Cork in the league and being on Cork panels and Brian O'Sullivan a Cork under-20 all Ireland winner, so not bad substitute.
2: Not it. Bad, yeah. But they made a big difference both of them. But Jamie was on fire in the in the first half, like he c- couldn't miss. Great goal
0: scorer over the years, isn't he? He's obviously
2: goal portrait, yeah, yeah. And um, he was brilliant in the first half, brilliant on fire, and that that was crucial, obviously. Won the game in the end. Yeah, yeah, it was crucial.
1: And Dennis, any any outs uh, for? No, us? I I, had, I just have. Jamie Cockland two nine written down in my notebook here. Can't so I argue with that. Yeah, th- th- that that tally. Can uh, especially after one twelve against the Bears, um, you know, so he has an average of fifteen points a game, which is, you know, not bad.
2: I suppose another player that deserves to mention, um, the, you know, if in terms of player of the week, Joe Cooper got one four for 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 York in the five primi- foot for, for your own <laughs>
0: club, but we can't argue that one four <laughs> is good going. No, in one in of the can
2: play yeah in the Premier prim- yeah. League, holding uh, championship win. Over Carrick line, two nineteen to three fourteen, a big win for, for John Malone's team there. So, um and it was a tight game and Joe Cooper's one four in the long way in securing uh, another win for, for York.
0: And I suppose we're, we're, we're always talking about the forwards as the guys who score, but I suppose Dennis on Friday night, like you mentioned Paul Leopold and Owen Murphy, you both mentioned him earlier, they were great defensive to play. And Damon Callahan actually had a stormer for the Bears, even though they lost, he was by far their best player. Yeah. You know, thundering out from defence time and time again,
1: I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, and even on Saturday then, um, Eleanor Callahan for Blackrock was outstanding. Um, former minor yeah. calling captain uh, over seven uh, years ago, fine hurler. Mar- Mark Hole for Douglas, Daniel Harrington for Father O'Neill. You, you do see these, Good strong defensive performances as well, and like you say, um, maybe they don't get the the credit they deserve. But um, yeah, it, it um they were difference makers in all those games. Exactly. So. Yeah, it, it it bodes well that that you have guys like that um, c- coming to the fore. Um and Middleton
0: yesterday, I suppose, like you know. Th- they held the Glen scoreless for nearly 27 minutes in that game on, on their backs. They moved Sean O'Leary Hayes onto Hoggy for the second half. Yeah. And he held them scoreless from play. Like that, that you know, was the winning of the game. Tommy O'Connell was centre-back. I thought he was nearly th- the best player I saw all weekend. I thought he was absolutely electric. They put him out to midfield for the last 10 minutes. but Yeah, he he's, he's really benefited Terrific, from
1: yeah. the exposure to Intercounty. He looked there. like he, an Intercounty hurler. Yeah, he's from extra step or two. Sean O'Leary Hayes is on the court panel at the start of the year. Probably disappointed not to... Uh, to get more of a run and he was away in America and he he came back the night before their their opening match against Bishopstown um but he he, he wasn't needed in that game but um Mihalko was saying afterwards so he'd probably be called upon for the Glen match and you know like the right say, decision be, being able to to bring a guy like that in you know, it, it's a huge, uh, huge asset. And and, uh, and Shayna Smith actually was very good defensively for him as well yesterday. Another former Carcass yeah. player from that the
0: minor team with Kingston and Robbie O'Flynn and all the rest. He, he he was outstanding. He went on Stephen Lynham and did a brilliant job. Yeah. He had a goal saving tackle there in the last fifteen minutes to probably
1: change the tone of the game. Yeah. So uh, Mid- Middleton, you know, th- th- they do have a a good good balanced squad and they'll they'll be happy in that. They, they'll be hoping the pattern continues because they didn't get out of the group in 20 they won the county in 21 didn't get out of the group last year so um, they'll they'll be uh, they'll be looking to, to maintain the, the the graph and for the, the younger guns who are firing I suppose Russell Sullivan probably deserves
0: a mention lads I went down watching the pier Higgin play on Saturday night and Russell Sullivan shot the lights out really got seven, yeah. 7 points but they were terrific scores they were real, you know Skillful, risky scores he's only turning
1: 18 this yeah, year Yeah, uh, he's, a a he's a lovely stick man and given given how the opening run went for the Pearce they're bound to have felt a bit of pressure you know when you just come down and you lose your first match like that um, it, it does put you behind the, the eight ball a bit so it was a, a great response from them and leaves them in a
2: just going back to the Aeog and game like Ceaghalain scored 3-14 and Brian Kelleher got 3-8 uh, four free, so um, like definitely one of the standouts of the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, and and, and Connor Toomey, um, played very well for Newtown as well. And m- he was kind of midfield, and did he went kind of went centre back. He was uh moving around, but he played well for for Newtown, especially in that second half when um it was very tight there in the second half.
0: And I'd get in trouble in my own club if I didn't mention their big big win over Bandon after I was given out about losing to Dun Gorney last weekend. But James Dwyer, another I suppose rising star, we'll say Cork underage player, with powerful performance in midfield for Bannon set up uh, a great goal got the first goal, which was key, and just just dominated. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. And Stephen Wills got five points in play and started the first match and sh- showed his class. But I suppose Bandon, I, uh, they're, they're really struggling in that game. I was surprised in a way how off the pace they were, but at the same time they got relegated, didn't win a match in the league. I think they had one draw. Yeah, uh, they. Say they're they're going to be looking to avoid relegation. That was a
1: big thing for them, isn't it? They're yeah, two very weak. heavy
0: defeats, like twenty-one points they lost by on Saturday night. Like, geez, that's yeah. So they they're hammering.
1: They'd have three weeks now to. Prepare for a, a huge game against Dungourney. They'll obviously have football in between. When when the morale, and the mood is low like that, it's very hard to to kind of turn it around. But you know, they 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 need to pull out all the stops um, to, to to try to just get get the points on the board. And
0: could they get a result against Dung- Dungourney? They'll have a three week gap. I mean, yeah, I obviously beat Ballincollig,
1: but then were well beaten by yeah, so Yeah. Dungourney, I suppose, came back down to work after such a good opening result. Castle Lions are probably the top b- team. The team. Yeah, the grade, y- yeah, you'd have to say that they are the. You know, th- you'd be making them favourites at this stage, but um, you know, Dungourney and Bandon were both look at that as a game they can win. Um, so it should be uh.
0: Dungourney could progressive win. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And Brandon, it's just about survival now. I it suppose
1: mightn't be. It mightn't be a classic match, but it, it'll be. Uh, it'll be a gripping affair. I think.
0: And for teams of the week, lads, obviously we have mentioned a few of them there, so there's some great wins across the board.
2: I suppose Newtown's win over talk they showed great character there in the, in the second half. They were down a, a point at one stage, and um, the pressure was on, and you know, Kentucky were on top, but uh, Newtown stood up and you know, won it by two points. Um, so that was a huge, huge win, and the celebrations after the game said it all. So I give to Newtown
1: well g- given that Barry was so magnanimous mentioning Brian Kelleher scoring 3-8 against his club I I'd have to go for Barry Rowe who beat um, my native Kilbritton in the Premier Junior uh, in 2020 and 2021 Barry Rowe finished bottom of our group last year they finished third but this time around they've beaten Bally they've beaten Kilbritton so they've assured top spot in the group with a game to spare and yeah, and they'll be playing Milford in a few weeks now with a chance to, to book a semi-final spot they they kinda they rode their luck against Barry Garvin a bit maybe a, a goal deep in injury time. They they did the, the work early on Saturday against Kilbritton. They were up one nine to five at half time. Kilbritton came back in the second half, drew level with two goals, but Bayrow were able to to eke it out in the end. So from a group where you had Kilbritton, Barry Garvin, Milford, you know, three teams who would have all felt they had a chance of winning the grade, it's Bayrow from out on top and uh, Middleford are out now, and Barry Garvin and Kilbritton are effectively playing a, a knockout game in in a few weeks' time for for the other quarterfinal spot.
0: And in the senior A grade, grade lads, uh, Stone and Bride Rovers both secured their passage into into the knockout stages. There, you know, it's a very competitive grade. We could probably, you know, we picked a top three obviously a couple of weeks ago in our poor rankings. We revisit them again in two weeks, but you could have picked five or 16s really that were on an even keel. But stone backed up their opening round win over Blarney, yeah, uh, and Bride Rovers likewise. Get out in a derby against Killa. Two massive performances were. Yeah, out.
1: you know, in a grade like that, where anyone can beat anyone else to get two wins in a row, it just really kind of franks your status as as contenders. And to to preempt your question, maybe about upset of the week, I think, course your overs last year's finalist being knocked out after two games, it's just proof of of how finely balanced the whole thing is. It, it's not an insult to Blarney to say that, you know, it, it, it was an upset. It, it was the fact that you take the two games, of course, the Rovers beaten in both, and you know it, there, there just such a uh, such a fine margin between moving on and picking up a head of steam as you go through the knockout stages, and you know being being out with a, g- a group game left and m- needing to make sure that you're not dragged into any relegation worries.
0: And for Noosa Stonebury,
1: obviously Luke Mead playing centre back, right? he's, he's the player everyone knows
0: uh from Noosestown, but again, you know, is it Richard O'Sullivan and Ed Keneally are leading the, the scoring charge for them? Top two scorers again from this weekend. They're they're on top form aren't they?
2: Yeah, they played well again, um against Ballyhe. Um Ballyhea
0: after beating Corsi, so Ballyhea probably said you know, they felt they had a chance coming into this one.
2: Yeah, not not a big win for Newcastle, you know. After after beating um, Blarney, the the first day out it was important for for them to to back it up, and uh, and they have done. a Big win for Newcastle, so they'll be delighted going to go into the the last group game. They'll be doing a, doing a good place now, and um yeah, I suppose look, they'll be happy enough, you know. They, the league campaign was was mixed, this was different. Um, mid-table in, in, in Division 3 so they'd be pleased with where they were at at the moment yeah Newstone.
1: and Newcestone being, being powered by Keneally's and O'Sullivan's it's like a throwback to the <coughs> 1990s you know you, you see Old that the small clubs the same names coming through generation mm-hmm. after generation
0: uh, and and for Bright Rovers they like th- they also have a good shot at, at winning that county you Know, they've had two good wins under their belt they've had very good underage I mean they played Premier 1 minor final two years ago against the Glen yeah. I mean, generally Bright Rovers wouldn't play at that Premier 1 level but that team that kind of Adam Walsh, Killian, Tobin team very yeah. strong team all the way up very competitive in county finals repeatedly they're coming through and you've the Roaches and all those lads there as Yeah,
1: well. yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll have to fancy their chances now um, You know, they, they have all the ingredients and they, they, they've given themselves a great platform they'll be looking at They maybe, could be top seed maybe Yeah, exactly I was going to say they'll be looking at maybe a semi-final spot and we, we know that that can have its advantages and disadvantages but <laughs> it's better to be there than have to worry about a quarter-final yeah,
2: like I hey, man, when you asked me a few years ago who was going to win the the Senior High Holland championship. I um I had not Breda in the top three, and I went down to to Riverstone for the first game against the Pearse again. Let you know all about the it. A right few legs, uh, yeah. Uh, let me know that. Uh, well, you never mentioned Breda overs in the in the top three.
1: So so you you gave them the motivation basically. <laughs> <I> <laughs> P- pin it you the had t- them in the top three. Pin to tree. the dressing room.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and what about Iniscar? I suppose you know they're they're for myself and Barry, their naib- neighbouring club. You know they won a terrific county last year against the head, really. You know, they could have lost both those finals and, and they ended up getting over the line, but they, they have found the step up tough. They looked up just that teeny bit off the pace to me now on, on Saturday night against the Pierce no know, Piercing are down from Premier Senior. Very difficult game, but just trying to stay up now will be their main aim, having done the hard work to get promoted.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, they'll, be, they'll be disappointed over the performances in the two games. I know, look, it's it's, it's, a, it's a tough group, but they'll be still just a tad disappointed with the performances. Now, I know they are missing a few players who are in America, and... Um, you know, they did a tough enough uh, division uh, three league compared, and, and they just haven't been able to. You know, have that championship bounce, and um, you know, they will go into the last game now, and it's a it's a pressure game. They'd have to, they'd have to win that. Um, well, they'd be total l- underdogs in l- it. L- that's the only thing. They still have numbers, yeah. 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 Sean. O'Donoghue in
0: midfield. You know, Liam Ryan, yeah. Patrick Collin got a couple of great goals there from from freeze the last. It's uh, they, uh, they have good hurlers. Like.
2: They have a few weeks now, and yeah. uh, you know that could be that could, that could benefit them. Yeah.
0: And football won't be a priority there. I know they're in the junior a grade in mid Cork, but I mean their their main aim now will be to. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they'd be one of the fancy sides in the, in the away football championship. They'd be definitely in a mix but yeah, Hurling is, is is number one out there and uh, they'd be targeting that, that game against uh Bright Rovers.
1: Yeah, it, it's just tough and that Bright will be looking to maybe build a, a good scoring difference to, yeah, like to it's get it's that points. But they'll be top, whatever happens but it, it's just... They still have something to play for, so that'll make life that bit tougher. for And just I-
0: in those grades, because uh, everyone won't be aware of it, two teams in the lower grades get semi-final spots based on who are the top two teams across yeah, the two three two groups. Two of the three
1: group winners will go straight to the semi-final in the senior premier senior because you have one team coming through from the divisions and colleges section. There's only one automatic semi-final spot up for grabs, so that makes it uh, that bit more competitive um, going going to the going to the final round. And in the games. premier senior. Middleton and Black Rottenau are playing
0: each other safely yeah. s- in the next round but at the same time whoever wins will have a chance to go straight to a semi and just and, and Th- That's it, yeah, past that the quarter final that
1: just ensures that the game isn't an absolute dead rubber by the same token the Glen and Bishopstown are playing neither of them can qualify but neither of them want to be involved the relegation in the final. Yeah. relegation in group B Douglas are true but they're not guaranteed top spot yet the, the draw between Charleville and Aaron's Zone on Sunday I meant Douglas will definitely be in the top two But if Charleville were to beat Douglas in the final match, Charleville would actually take the top spot on on head-to-head record record. because if two teams are level, it's head-to-head. If three are level, it's scoring difference. And then Group C is still very much up in the air. Sars on three points, the Bars in Newtown on two each, and Kentork on one.
0: That's the most dynamic group anyway going into the last round there at the start of next month. Yeah,
1: and uh, Group B is is still interesting in that Charleville, if they beat Douglas, could top it. But equally, if they lose the winners of the Father O'Neill Zaren's own game would take second place behind Douglas. So there's uh, a lot of permutations that we we'll would probably look at in, in more detail in a few weeks' time.
0: And I suppose because of that, then you also have scenarios in some of the groups, and we don't have to go through them all, but, but across the board, where you could have one team winning three matches, they top the group, they have six points, and you could either have two teams on four points with head-to-head coming into it, or you could have a scenario where you've got three teams on one win each and scoring yeah, difference coming into it to get yeah, you... If you can like
1: qualify with one win potentially. Absolutely, yeah. That happened. Course, season in twenty twenty. They lost their first two matches, and then won their third one. So, I think it was Carigaline won that group with six points each. The other three teams was with six points. Sorry, not each. But the other three teams had two points each, and again, no the scoring difference. in course, has got through. It happened Clawing as well last year. So, it, you know a team might look to be almost down and out, but you know all hope isn't lost. By the same token. A few years ago, St. Catherine's won their first two matches and still didn't qualify because you had a three-way tie in four points and they lost out in scoring difference. So, still a lot to play for.
0: And I suppose that's what keep, keeps the last round interesting too, isn't it? And you also have rele- the relegation scenario where the bottom two teams across the three groups will play the relegation final. So, you're trying to pick up a point or get yeah. your scoring difference up or get a win and avoid being something yeah. to that.
1: And you're, you're, kinda, you're, you're cognizant of what's happening in the other groups. And, you know, there's a, a, still a, an awful lot of... Uh, it not to be decided, and it, it's what makes it, it. It's what makes it um so interesting. You know, the original plan was to have three teams from four qualifying before COVID kind of impacted, and th- there was a change made that it would just be two from four, and I think that has yeah. proven to be a blessing in disguise. Absolutely, if you three teams qualify was you know that that
0: sense of danger has gone out. Yeah, well, you don't have as it, much
1: yeah. jeopardy. We saw that in the All Ireland Senior Football. There was an interesting last day, but there was still you could still pick one team from each group that you knew would be coming forward.
2: Yeah, I know we're dropping down a few grades now, Eamon, but um, Cliddow have beaten in the Intermediate Holding Championship final um, last year to Dungoni, You know, they're out of the Championship now um, after their loss to um, Bally Giblin yesterday. Um, but, you know, obviously they have to win to ask game to avoid, uh, you know, re- relegation. Um, and
0: they've gone well enough in the league and not Yeah, they did. They'd be competitive this Championship I think most people were. They lost players... To traveling, it.
2: yeah, they're down a few players but they you know they said little a good enough league campaign and they would have been um, pleased enough going to the championship, but just hasn't worked out for them. And, yeah, survival knows, survival it? knows, yeah. uh, and and Tracton uh, beaten in in last year's as Premier Junior holding fine, um, the Valley Giblin. They need America now going to the, the, the last game,
1: yeah they're, you, they're yeah, they're they're not out of it yet, but the. Th- th- they need it to be one of those groups where you have one team on six and the other three on two yes. and they need to affect enough of a scoring turnaround we have to mention Ballygiblin I suppose that was their 13th straight win in Cork Championship hurling um, since since they drew it from my second team in the 2021 North Cork Junior A Round Robin since then they, they won their last group match they won the knockout stages to win the County Junior A last year then all through Premier Junior and now two wins in the, the intermediate day as That's well. It's incredible going, especially yeah. when you think Marquine's gone off yeah, playing as a Rules, he was a big part of their, their wins at centre-back. And two Munster titles and another in that time as well. So, Absolute know. glorious period. Yeah. For if if for they keep show. going, you know, in, in three years' time, they'll have, however, 30 straight wins and they'll be Premier Senior Champions. Luton Town style <laughs> yeah, on yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole yeah. way up
2: through <laughs> all the ranks. We're not, we're not going to forget about Watergast Hill, you know, in the, in the Premier League and the Holy Championship. Five draws on the bounce. Yeah. You know, incredible. Um, so you three know, draws
1: in last year's group stages and now uh, two goals uh, this uh, year. Yeah. And two to show sure, yeah. Eliminated, like comebacks. eliminated with an unbeaten record last year, unfortunately for them, like like New Zealand at the twenty ten World Cup. Um so, you know, if, if that happens again, <laughs> you know, it it will be uh it'll be unbelievable but they'll be looking to to finish with a win. So just one, one win
0: now to get him get him out of the yeah, room. Yeah. And exactly. it's good going when you consider I suppose, you know, Shane O'Gregan is one of their better known players. He was a Cork under twenty um All Ireland excuse me, Ullard and winner a couple of years ago and, and you know, he moved transferred to Sares, he's not featuring at the moment for them but like that was a kind of, you know, a very, I suppose, controversial move. Yeah. And they don't have him, they've had injuries to Daryl Leary. he's back playing now, I think he got the equaliser at the weekend yeah. and other, you know, Cork senior panellists. So it's serious going on to Water- Watergrass Still, I mean, they don't have the biggest pick.
2: Yeah, fine margins really. Yeah, unbeaten. No very only. fine margins. and yeah. Cross two campaigns. Yeah, they're, they're playing Castle Martial on in, in the last game. So that'll be that, that, uh,
1: that's a huge one. Yeah, k- especially Castle Castlebarter having bounced back so well from the last Dublin um at the weekend with, with their win. And that was without Kieran Joyce. He was out with a hamstring yeah, injury. Yeah, yeah. So um, and a lot of
0: a lot of injuries this weekend kind of stood out to me. Lads, you know, between people missing. Uh, obviously, Conor Lehan went off injured for Middleton. Yeah. Darren Fitzgibbon was on the sideline next to you when you were covering the Charlie Valerian own game. He's in a booth so he's yeah. in a race to get back for their last it match.
1: It's. Um, I suppose the, the compacted schedule means that an injury. Has a greater impact now, you know. Whereas in the old days, a fella might get injured and he'd be out for a few weeks and he might be back for the next match. Whereas now, you're you're you uh, the whole season. I mean, that's the way Robin yeah, Hofflin, Mark Coleman, a few exactly of these guys yeah. are in that situation right now.
2: Yeah, like the Glenn Coursey Rovers of you know they've been training since last November and uh you know they're playing they're play eight, 8 or 9 days and uh, you're out now in the space of 8 or 9 days out of the championship so that's uh, the
0: one major downside I don't as we talked about it previously yeah. the there's not really an answer because Cork is a dual county and you know there's a, there's a tight time frame to play group stages yeah. so that everyone can play a minimum th- th- of th- 3 th- games in each
1: code. but there's no easy solution to that one unfortunately that's for another day i and so we
0: will just look back and we'll, we'll finalize what are we going to go for for our team of the week.
1: My vote cast- Barry Rowe anyway so you you um you have the casting vote. I think
0: we'll, we we'll go with Barry Rowe. I think we it's incredible turnaround too. yeah from, so from from I suppose not getting eliminated in the group stage just building a bit of momentum
1: and yeah uh, um Oh uh, Donovan the, the Cork underage footballer he scored uh, I think a one five for them so uh, superb yeah
0: and there's an underage amalgamation down there with themselves in the Rangers are yeah. probably paying off a bit now I'd say is it maybe with the players it, coming it,
1: through it, it kind of depends on how many numbers at each grade sometimes they compete on their own and sometimes they, they combine and Ban it uh, yeah. has worked I think they played Premier 1 in both codes a couple of years ago at minor which is an astonishing yeah. achievement for you, drawing you off that small ba- player base there. You always have diehards who would be opposed to amalgamations because they feel it'll cause Identity an erosion is. and it might have happen at adult level but it, it, if it can be harnessed well, players benefit from from playing at the higher grade and they still retain, you know, their own sense of identity. No one no one will ever pick playing for an amalgamation rather than level over playing for their own club. So I think I think it looks to have benefited um Barry Row in that sense. Actually. And we can't really
0: argue with Jamie Collin for the player of the week, I suppose that first half display and, you know, it keeps Newton's hopes alive and he has been one of the most consistent performers in club championship since I think he was 17 years of age. You can't play now at 17, but yeah. 17 years of age scoring in a county final in 2009 when Newtown last won a county. And he's
1: we, 14 years later and he's still scoring goals. Yeah, and, yeah and I remember team. even covering Newtown's minors the year before that. And so he was only 16 and he was standing out at minor even then. Like so.
2: Yeah, I can remember um, watching Jamie up in Mallow. Um, I was small. Like they were playing AO in a, in a minor championship game. They were under the umbrella of Sandrum sen- sh- and um, he was very good that night. He, he you know, he, he caused havoc really, and I'm not sure what he scored, but he, he was the main man. And uh, yeah, he
0: so he's, w- he's one of those guys, you know, doesn't have the profile. Obviously, for Conor Lehan or Patrick Gargan doesn't have the intercounty career that the, that those star players did have, but he played for a number of years. Car played in all Ireland finals. Started at centre forward in 2013 in the drawn game. And he's just a class holder. He's great to watch. So Absolutely. it's great to see and him motoring well.
1: You know, he, he always does it for Newtown, which is, is all you can ask. The best compliment you can play. Yeah, yeah, any yeah. We, we can't say he's the one and only though because in that minor team there was another Jamie Cockton as well. and uh, So, Jamie who was still playing was known as small Jamie and the other guy was big Jamie.
0: And what about we're turning on to football next weekend, lads? we just have a quick look ahead. Are there any matches people need to catch next weekend? What, what are the games we're going to?
1: I think the one that leaps out is uh, Clannacilty and Carby rangers uh, in, in a scheme um, Ross will be delighted with, with the way that they, they got a draw against Castlehaven in the opening match. Clan were very impressive against Valley Rovers. Uh, they kicked 20 points, you know, given that the last few years attack has probably been there an area not as strong as the rest of the team when they got to the, the county final two years ago. Um, Darrow O'Shea, the Kerryman, was kind of the MVP. In, in every game he would kind of contribute 1-5 or 7 points or whatever. He went back to Kerry, and they probably struggled last year. In that sense, they, like they have, they have a lot of good guys around the middle eight, but just putting the scores on the board has been an issue. So to do that against Valleys, um, Connor Daly got five points that day. Sean McAvoy got four. It, it, that set them up very well, and uh, that that group is is just looking um, looking very interesting. Valleys have to take something off Castlehaven in the other match, and whoever emerges from this one, I think will. You know, being a, a great position because we had to draw the first day between Ross and Castlehaven. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's. Very yeah, nice
2: uh, to I'll be down in uh, Clannacilty Saturday evening for Castlehaven and uh, and Valley Rovers. But there's a huge game in Killimatra in the in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship at four o'clock between Oivaleri and, and and Macroom. Um, both teams suffered opening day defeats, and it's the. uh Second uh, championship meeting between the two FOSS teams since 1945 <laughs> when, <laughs> they, when they met in the uh, Moscow Junior A Football Championship semi final, and uh, McCroom won that day 1 7 to 1 2.
0: Yeah, and it's, a, it's amazing isn't hmm. it? I suppose they're so uh, close in proximity yeah. in terms of you're on the road yeah. to, to, to Iveleary territory yeah. and, and,
2: and there was no sweepers back then <laughs> no sweepers <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> even
0: though there were really only a five point cap and uh, Ive Leary were quite competitive I think the first day against Bantry but it's a good Bantry team they were in last year's final that, that they were beaten by Niall Allen is involved with them, former Balancholic player so yep. you know I just uh, met him recently at a game so I suppose he'll be open that they can push on but McCroom still have a few big names yeah. knocking around I know they haven't been motoring superbly in the last couple of years but that would be a very tight
2: game, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Like from talking to a few people in McCroom um, like they were very disappointed with, with how they played against Navan. They lost by five points in another, uh, another local derby, uh, and, and that was on Kilometra So they'd be hoping for a better result this time when they when they travel out to, to Kilometra and and, stuff and I suppose like. the
0: difference maker
2: there could be Chris Oak Jones. He had a good season with Cork. Chris Ogg Jones, yeah. And, you know they've, um, they've forward, very good forwards, Conor Leahy, Vaughan. Very good forwards. Good balanced team. Kieran Gallivan in defence. So. Yeah, they'd be they'd be I believe we will be favourites. Yeah, they will be favourites. Um but whether they can handle that favourite tag, yeah, we'll, we'll see on Saturday.
1: And then an, an interesting premier senior double header in Ring on Sunday. Um uh, and Ballon both beaten in their first match, playing each other followed by Nemo Rangers Na Rogue, who were the teams that that beat them. So it, there'll be a clearer picture um at six o'clock Sunday evening as to the uh, to how that group will play out, but uh, I think <laughs> we could be looking at a, a showdown between uh, the respective clubs of my uh, fellow fellow <laughs> men around this table. So uh, something to look out for there.
0: A Nemo win and, and a Balincollar win would set up a kind of a Balincollar-Gearogha showdown the last day, which would yeah. be would be huge, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, but carrigaline they'll probably be thinking, you know, ballancolic didn't oh, perform against Nemo. Yeah, um, we're unlucky to lose their arog. Oh, they like they, they could well win that match. I mean, you know, obviously they'll be non-balling colleague, but I mean, I think would be in a strong position. No, unfortunately, did still didn't go off to play Nemo in the last match. Yeah,
1: but um, it, it there's just uh, an awful lot of uh, possibilities there, so it'll be yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, it's a big pressure game, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big pressure game. Um, it'll be tight. It'll be tactical, and uh, it's whoever can, can hold on off really. Yeah.
0: And that'll be the the pressure is on for the second round we saw this weekend in the hurling like there's no r- room for manoeuvre we'll probably see a lot of cagey first halves at the weekend I'd say lads and maybe the game's opening up as they yeah
1: I think so like John Cleary definitely said that after I think the Mayo game or the Roscommon game that the first half of the matches now we're just two teams kind of feeling each other out like and you know kind of almost matching each other point for point and then they open up a little bit in the second half so I think we could be seeing something similar it's a uh, the equivalent of moving there at a golf major.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Find us every Tuesday on echolive.ie forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. The Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, doors and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie. Our in branch at Hollyhill and Toker.